0: That's Brittany,
1: and that's Jonathan,
0: and welcome back to part two of episode of chapter ten.
1: Yep, when counsel uh, is needed. Yes. Uh, thanks for coming back, and we hope that you enjoy. Yes. Okay. Um, if children would be more familiar with their parents, if they would confide in them and unburden to them their joys and sorrows, they would have themselves, they would save themselves many future a headache.
0: In an ideal situation, in an ideal world, that would work, all right? If you're dealing with, you know, proper, uh, proper, properly righteous parents who, you know, they're, you know, God-fearing, they love the Lord, they love you, you know. In an ideal situation, that works, that should work. And kids could avoid, kids, children, youth, young adults could avoid so much Pain and heartache if they just confided in their parents. Yeah. Unfortunately, not all parents are created equal. And uh
1: That's why you guys are here. If you don't have <laughs> kids yet, this is the point. We're trying to create all parents equal. <laughs> I'm kidding. <Wow. laughs>
0: we're trying to give all parents a level uh we're trying to create a level a level playing field. Yes. But just understand that a Step
1: up that will make you stick out as a Christian parent as opposed yes. to just the a random run of the mill parent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just understand that that Yes, they should confide in you, but you have to give them a reason to confide in you. You can't just expect a kid to Unless you keep coming to build their
1: trust from when they were born. Yeah. If you ever broke their trust, you gotta rebuild it. There's yeah. no well, I'm your mom. Well I'm your dad. Well, if you've been saying that since birth, eventually that'll wear off.
0: Oh, it'll wear off faster than you think it will. Mm,
1: like it'll. five years old and they're like, why do I trust you? Why can't I just say no? And you're like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Why can't yeah. you say no? Because I, I feed you. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I find parents deceive themselves just by thinking, well, I'm your parent, so you need to trust me. No, that, that trust will wear off before the age of 10 if you've broken it and not reestablished it through love. Yes. Underlying message of the Bible love if you're not loving your child or you know disciplining them through love and uh, you know helping them through love yes this is necessary
1: john is making circles around my phone saying love over and over (laughs) again so okay
0: you just derailed my thought sorry
1: um Fathers and mothers should feel that a duty devolves upon them to guide the affections of the youth, that they may be placed upon those who will be suitable, suitable companions. They should feel it a duty by their own teaching and example with the assisting grace of God to so mold the character of the children from their earliest years that they will be pure and noble and will be attracted to the good and true.
0: As parents, our example is young Jesus our example is to is to raise our children to be like Christ to be like Moses to be like John the Baptist to be like Joshua all right those are our examples those are who we have to mimic our parenting after all right and
1: like we have kids we don't have kids yet by the way we're just like passionate. we're learning with you <laughs> yeah
0: we're learning with you guys we're just passionate about yeah. some of these and
1: problems. also talking from experience because we're still young we're talking from experience of having dealt with our parents not that long ago
0: <laughs> yeah and working with other kids and yes their parents as well ugh, it's a nightmare sometimes um but yeah so like we need to make sure that we use those examples given to us and not i remember listening to one parent telling me like well Jesus's mother, she knew. Like she never doubted him. Like no, full on, she uh, doubted him so many times. That made me laugh.
1: I'm like Ellen White literally says it that his mom first Even of all doubted him many times. His brothers did as well. Even in the in Bible, Bible,
0: it says that his mother doubted him.
1: And when and he went to the wedding, she wanted to brag about his powers, and that is why he turned water into wine. His mom was like, "Hey, hey." Jesus, you can do this. Yeah, 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 you can do it. And he was like, oh my God, mom, I don't need to do this. (laughs) Basically. But he did it anyways because he honored his mother.
0: (laughs) Yes, even the mother above all mothers. All right. um, Doubted. Doubted and didn't understand Christ's true objective.
1: Even if she knew he was the Son of God.
0: Well, she knew he was the Son of God because the angel told uh, her, but she didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. So just keep that in mind that, you know. So there's always room for improvement and not there's no such thing as, you know, the perfect parent.
1: So in, in that that quote, though, um, they were talking about guiding your kids towards um, liking like being attracted to the right type of people. And that's something that you have to work on when they're little, you know, teach them to not be attracted to creeps. And, and like
0: that's uh, one thing I enjoyed that my parents did. Um, I didn't realize they did that till much later, but they specifically moved further away from where we'd normally go to church and in and our social circle. Uh, and it sounds bad now, but when you think of it as a parent, it makes sense like so, so that they could control who we, who would we would who we would be hanging out with. All right, Because if yeah. we were in the city, we could leave we would be able to leave or escape or you know disappear whenever we'd want to. But out in the country, far away from uh, a decent amount, away from the church we'd go to, they could control. It's like, okay, if you want to hang out with your friends, I have to drive them here or I have to drive you to see them. There's no just, you know, you just pop over and see whoever you want. It's to help reduce those bad influences that you can see as a parent reduce those and increase the good influences that you will know that will strengthen that character of your child
1: and and also it, it like just as a parent you know you 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 should only be bringing people into the home that are a good influence towards your kids you know if if there's like an auntie or an uncle that you bring into the house and they swear all the time and they're just like really rude and they don't follow your beliefs and they're just like awful personally, I'd be like, sorry, I can't have you around my kids anymore because I need them to know that the people that they are going to love and have love reciprocated from in the future are people who understand their beliefs and who respect their beliefs and who don't swear on a constant basis and who are not like the way you are right now.
0: Yeah, And uh, one thing that I'm pretty sure we've mentioned before, but the f- your family unit, your immediate family unit takes priority over all other family ties
1: your personal so, parents are not part of your immediate family unit as soon as
0: you are married yeah so going back to what Brittany was saying about how you know sometimes you might need to control aunties uncles that even goes for grandparents as well mm-hmm. your parents you might have to say no you cannot see your grandchildren why because there's no rule or law that says you have a right to see your grandchildren yeah it, you have it's a it's a privilege to see your grandchildren one bestowed to you by the parent that says, I am giving you this privilege to see my children as their grandparent for whatever, whatever reason. But as parents, you need to understand that there are certain times that no matter how close or, you know, that person may be with you, they still not, they still may not be the best influence for your family. And you need to put your family above any other relationship you have your kids, and we're going to get into that in like chapter 40-something when we talk more about kids. Your duty to your children comes before anything else. Next to your duty to your wife. First your duty to God, then your duty to your spouse, and then your duty to your children. There's no duty to parents in there. No, duty to children comes you first. You
1: become one. You leave your father and mother and you become one flesh. And that literally means leave. And you can stay within the same circles if they are going to be respectful of the way you are going to be raising your children.
0: Yes. But everyone needs to understand the hierarchy of God first. And if you're married, then spouses, then children, and then everything else comes, falls underneath that. But those, that, those are your priorities. And just make sure you let people know family members, aunties, uncles, like my priority is my wife. And then my children, if I believe that you are a bad influence to my family, I will have you will not be allowed to be around them. We can meet in private, you know, and, you know, we can meet in public, but I can't have you in my personal home.
1: And that's like the very basis of your personal family boundaries. And those should stick. And those are very healthy personal family boundaries.
0: Yeah. And hopefully that they will better themselves in order to change those boundaries. But that's a them decision.
1: Yeah. Okay like attracts like the or okay wait like attracts like like appreciates like let the love for truth and purity and goodness be early implanted in the soul and the youth will seek the society of those who possess these characteristics
0: yep if you teach your kids the proper good christian character traits that christ had you know loving everybody you know cherishing life seeking truth and knowledge wanting to do good stepping in where impossible and to preach the good news to everyone they will find someone of equal caliber Mm. but you have to understand you have to make sure that that is implanted in their soul and if they come back with somebody who you don't think fits that category you either failed your child or your child is about to surprise you. Because just because you can't see, it doesn't mean your child can't see the potential in that person. Because mm. like, like attracts like. Okay, So if they are attracted to someone, it's because they have those qualities. They just aren't buffed out. They're just a little tarnished. And they need to be polished out before they can truly shine.
1: Yeah. That makes me think a little bit of um, a girl I went to, to school with in high school, and she was Christian, and I was really not at the time. And yeah,
0: you were a meanie in school. I
1: wasn't a meanie, okay? I just asked her <laughs> questions every 20 seconds because I didn't understand Christianity. But I went to, I like, I was always, she would always be the first person that I would pick out of a crowd if I had to hang out with that person a whole day, for a whole day because she was the sweetest sweetheart in the world and she accepted absolutely everyone and we got along really well and now where that I'm at where I'm at I'm like maybe I was attracted to her because I was meant to find God probably through her at the time but I didn't listen <laughs>
0: yeah that's another thing I just I just thought of sometimes you may you may find yourself being attracted to someone not because you love them, but because you're being called to share the the message with them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I realized much later in life that I should have realized earlier is that there are a lot of people in high school, in my life, that I thought I was attracted to. I'm like, nah. And I just brushed off. Then I'm like, what if I was called to bring the message to that person and I failed? And I'm sitting there now be like, man, I got an answer for that. Man, I'm a stupid head. But I mean. keep that in mind that an attraction could, it, it's not always love. It could be the spirit pulling you to the person like, you need to minister to this person. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Okay. Um, parents should never lose sight of their own responsibility for the future happiness of their children. Isaac's, diff is it Isaac? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Okay. It's Isaac?
0: Yeah. I think it's usually spelled with two S's.
1: No. Yeah. it's it, That's how it's spelled normally, but I, it's because in French it's Isaac, so uh, then my brain can't process it. Isaac's... Isaac... Di- I- 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 okay. Isaac's different deference to his... Her
0: French brain still can't process it.
1: <sighs> Isaac... Ah, oh, I did it again. I- Isaac. That's what my brain wants to say right now is Isaac...
0: Where are, you, where are you reading? Right there. Okay. Isaac's difference to his father's judgment was a result of the training that he had taught him to love a life of obedience.
1: There you go. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. My English is very good.
1: <laughs> um. So parents shouldn't lose sight of their responsibility to teach their children to love the way that God wants them to live.
0: Right, we went over this in Cornerstone. What is the... The first, what is the most important thing when following God? And people said, you know, uh, worshiping him, you know, praising him, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, nope, the answer is faithful obedience. obedience. Our first duty to teach her, the first thing we need to teach our children is to faithfully obey God. That is our first job as Christians is to faithfully obey him. And then everything else falls. All that is just frosting on the cake. But the cake itself is to faithfully obey him.
1: Okay. Um, Should parents, you ask, select a companion without regard to the mind or feelings of son or daughter? I put the question to you as it should be. Should a son or daughter select a companion without first consulting the parents when such a step must materially affect the happiness of parents, if they have any affection for their children.
0: Yeah. So this. Nev, if you're in this, if you're in a position, where you have the opportunity to choose uh, a potential partner. Or acquaintance for your children. Always keep in mind their personalities their traits their feelings okay if you are in a position where you know it's part of your culture where you know you are you know you choose uh their, their partner you have to keep that in mind it's not all it's not about you it's about them it's about their future it's about are they going to be able to get over those walls together you know are they going to be able to stand the test of time to weather the storm not just because, oh, it makes you look good and, you know, it it'll bring, bring us
1: wealth and blah, blah, blah,
0: resources or, you know, fame, whatever.
1: The thing is, is that I, I've, I've found, I don't know, I've never met anyone that actually, like, chose, like, I've never met anyone that was in an arranged marriage. But from what I understand, a lot of it is based on wealth and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that as parents, you have to remember that you choosing a partner for your child You're going to be dead halfway through their relationship. You have nothing to do with what they're going to do the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing that when we went back to, you know, that whole like, it's God, then your marriage, then your children. That's something that a few other cultures I've noticed do forget. They think that they still have a say in. Parents
1: don't have a say in, yeah. Yeah.
0: Even if you are trying to give your child counsel, they're just like, I don't know. Like, there's this person and there's this person. Keep in mind their feelings when you try to, when you're giving them counsel. All right. Don't be like, well, I like this person. So I'm only going to give you advice to better make you choose this person. You choose them like, ah don't they look wonderful together? And then they hate each other. And then now you are responsible for that royal mess up
1: that's also that that reminds me of a situation where a parent and her son so essentially well a mom and her son and her son was dating someone and he decided that it wasn't going to work out and he was like nope we just doesn't work well together but the mom like clung to that relationship to the point where when he found someone else she was trying to find things that were bad about this person to make him leave this new person, so that there, that he could potentially go back with the, the girl that she still wanted him to end up with.
0: Yeah, which
1: the, don't it, do that. But at the same time, like that that, like, what if God is calling that son to be with this new person and not the other girl? But you, as a parent, are holding God back at that point.
0: Yeah, keep in mind, if, just because you may think that is the best choice for your child doesn't mean that's the best choice for God's child. Keep that in mind, all right? In an ideal situation, the perfect, pristine church girl who sings in church and, you know, head elder's daughter and she teaches Sabbath school and does this, that, and the other thing, may not be the best choice for your uh pristine church boy of a and of a child.
1: That's not to say that she's a bad person, it's no. just to say that
0: God doesn't need them in that doesn't need those two together.
1: They're already perfect. Like not perfect, but they're already they already understand the gospel. They're already working for it. What would they possibly bring to each other's lives? Yeah. They could bring things to each other's lives, but in in they could also be a lot more needed in someone else's life where they haven't found the gospel yet
0: so just keep that in mind okay if ever you think that we're you know just talking trash go look at the prophet hosea Mm -hmm. and i'll just leave it at that Mm -hmm.
1: uh okay last one honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the lord thy god giveth thee here is a commandment with a promise which the Lord will surely fulfill to those who obey. Wise parents will never select companions for their children without respect for their
0: wishes. Yep. Only if you are a wise parent.
1: And the thing is, is that I think what she's trying to say here is that if you are not a wise parent and you choose a companion without caring for your child's feelings, you are causing them to trip up on the fourth commandment.
0: Yes, yes. Fourth commandment, fifth commandment,
1: fifth commandment. That's yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, on
0: oh, the fourth commandment. The fourth commandment is
1: this: Sabbath holy. Yes.
0: Um. So yeah. If you are in the position to choose or to help guide your 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 kid's decision, understand that as a wise parent, you are supposed to keep in mind not only their feelings but their personalities and their character traits. When you know those, and you're like, hmm. This person they go to church, you know, and they're like super involved. This person's not as involved, but like they're they just match and like I can see them just vibing through life much better. Don't don't try to give them advice or like, oh, shack up people together just to, you know, be Have chummy chummy and together. you know, not just the star children but the bureaucracy and the, uh, you know, Look at me and my children. They're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like pastors. Oh, when I heard that, when, you know, that like when you're a single young pastor, people like mothers will come and throw their daughters at you relentlessly. If you're a pastor's kid, they do that too. It's don't do that. Don't do that. Don't throw your kids at other people. You know, trying to force a relationship just because you want to—you want the the status.
1: If you want your kid to date a pastor, don't throw your daughter at them, because the chances are he'll have so many women thrown at him that he'll pick the one that wasn't thrown.
0: Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: Cool. We got to the end.
1: Yep. Yay. Okay. Uh, if you have any questions concerns feedback anything at all you can email us at info.lessonsforyou for you at gmail.com find us on Facebook at realtime talk podcast or on instagram at realtime underscore talk uh, please send us a message or an email or anything let us letting us know how you are how you like the podcast because no one has told us yet and we still don't know if y'all even like listening or you're just listening to support us because you know us <laughs>
0: yeah and if you guys have any um suggestions for the podcast, like if you want us to bring back the the uh, lesson uh, discussion, just let us know and so we can keep both of those going. Yeah. All right.
1: okay. Uh, stay in school.
0: Sabbath school, stay in Sabbath school. stay in all the schools. Yeah.